grew up in a black church. Oh my God, that's his new Puerto grift. Rican church. That's his new grift, like he Vietnam church. He <laughs> I love Korean Jesus. <laughs> I was raised by two Lebanese lesbians. No, you weren't, Biden. What are you talking about? I was raised in a black church. I love fried chicken. Somebody (laughs) shut them the fuck up. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. gentlemen welcome back to the all american savage show podcast thank you for joining us today i am here with my beautiful bearded heterosexual jewish life partner josh who is operating those controls like ron jeremy on a schlong (laughs) wait it's why gotta be a schlong oh you know exactly why you know josh (sighs) what's going on folks how are you doing today dude the weather outside is frightful but this this uh this show is is quite delightful that was such cringe i apologize right off the bat man i gotta go have myself check for gay that sounded pretty gay I don't know. No, seriously, the weather today, it's supposed to snow. They're predicting snow tonight around 8 p.m. Um, last I checked, which was this morning. And it's come, It's drizzling out. It's a dreary day today. But for some reason, I kind of like those days. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. There's something about them that I just enjoy. Makes you feel good about yourself, I guess, you know. It's, you just, wanna, it's, it's just, yeah. Makes you want to penis in your mouth <laughs> uh well as you know folks we're streaming over on rumble and don't forget you can find us at allamericansavagshow.com again the website for the show is allamericansavagshow.com that is the new alamo for those that don't know that's the new alamo wherever we're at whatever we may be doing just go to allamericansavagshow.com and that's where you will find us um you're gonna be able to find our socials you'll be able to see articles just really good stuff so we're investing a little bit more into the website we're gonna grow it um, offer some really cool deals over there. So again, it is allamericansavagshow.com. And you can even sign up. You can even sign up to get push notifications. We're, yeah, we're, we're doing this. We've teamed up with Spreely.tv, and they, these guys are kicking ass. They're kicking ass. They, sure are. they are really backing us. And it's, it's nice to have that. I'm not going to lie, because quite honestly, you'll have a lot of companies that will come in there and try and like uh, say they're going to do all these things for you, help you out, blah, blah, blah. And then come to find out, it's like, you, you really haven't done anything. And these guys right off the bat hit the ground, just freaking just kicking ass. So we're really grateful for that. And also make sure you could on the Rumble page, hit that thumbs up button. That helps us out quite a lot. So, uh, well, how was, how's your, uh, how's your yesterday? How's your today? How's your tomorrow? It's going good. It's going good. We got the flag football season starting back up tonight. You think you're playing this? It, we're uh, doing it indoor. Oh. Facility. oh, I didn't know they had that. Oh, yeah. 
Flag football indoor facility. Man, what won't they think of next? That's just brilliant. That's just genius. Oh, my gosh. But uh, a lot of interesting things in the news today. Of course, you know, everybody's trans people are still pissed off. Now they're trying to cancel Aretha Franklin. Um, dude, it, <laughs> mm. there are things that I wish like, there, there's just so many things that you think you can have a forecast on and see it, it's going this direction, but damn it. Those trannies, man, they just throw you for a loop sometimes. Like you fuck you fuckers. You're sneaky. You're sneaky. I know. I miss Mrs. Butter, Butterworth, <laughs> right? <laughs> Bastards. Oh, they were great at freaking kicking off the native American from land up between the lakes that went in there and like occupied that. So she's gone. They probably put her on a reservation somewhere all I for, know. you know, equality and inclusion and shit like that. So. Interestingly enough, uh, as always, folks, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. No, I'm not kidding. This stuff is incredible. We've got our Rackout gummies. We've got our uh, Halo gummies. We've got all kinds of stuff that will help you sleep, get high, uh, get it up, do whatever it is that you needed to do. We can help you out there. All of our gummies come with a money-back guarantee. That's right. If our gummies don't do as they're advertised to do, we will send you your money back. Now, we've got our Halo gummies. These are Delta 8. Delta 8 is a form of THC. Yes, this will get you stoned. No, I am not playing. If you are watching on uh, Rumble, you can clearly look at other comments. There will be other people in that chat that will tell you. And I don't pay these people. I don't pay them. But they will tell you this shit is amazing. It, it will get you where you need to be. We've got the Rackout gummies. These are, are THC-free. These will help you sleep through the night. Mm -hmm. It is uh, CBD and 15 milligrams of CBD and 5 milligrams of melatonin. No THC. These will not only help you fall asleep, but stay asleep. These are combat veteran tested and combat veteran approved. Who? I, me. I'm, I'm the combat veteran, so I approve it. There you go. Got a lot of great testimonies. On, uh, we've got Google amazing tests. Yes, we've got a shitload, and that's why, you know, we start. We've had to change our advertising tactic a little bit in the past, where it's like we need to start pushing these reviews. Mm -hmm. Let people read, and because we can't manipulate these reviews, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. So these reviews and testimonies, they're from actual customers, and we're greatly appreciative. We have CBD for pets. We've got energy sticks. We've got the CBD tea. We've got beard and skin care. We've got it all. So. Uh, just telling you, go out there, check it out. And all of our gummies, again, money back guarantee. And that website is shellshockcbd.com. One more time, shellshockcbd.com. All right. So everybody's like going on and off right now about uh, the Steven Crowder big con stuff. And I wanted to break this down and give people a little insight because I feel like there's a lot of people not in the know over this and they, they need to be like, they, they really need to be to kind of, uh, uh just see it from a different perspective, if you will. And right now there's like, everybody's trying to pick a side in this. And I get it. I understand because uh, loyalty is being tested hardcore. People that are loyal to the Daily Wire, people that are loyal to the Mug Club and stuff like that. But what Crowder, and I'm, I'm breaking this down for people to hopefully they can, they understand and see it from a different perspective. What Crowder is saying, he's saying is it's not about the money. Okay. The contract they offered is a bad, bad faith contract. Now, Josh can attest to this. When we had our YouTube channel, and I posted a video about this on Instagram yesterday at John Burke 1984, and you can go look at it. It's about a 20-minute video, and it breaks it all down for people that don't know or understand this. But, like, when Josh and I had our YouTube channel, we had about 300-and-something thousand followers, and we would do the John Ross skits. Now, on average, a singular video could net us roughly, depending on how well it did, and we're talking about hundreds of thousands of views. You get, mm -hmm. like, 200 views, you're not getting paid anything. Right. You're not. Now, if you're hitting, like, 10,000 views, you might make 10 bucks if you're lucky. But for us, when we were hitting some of these videos, like one video got a million views, one video got 5 million views, the million dollar views, you get about maybe two to $3,000. That's it. 
So for your common influencer, your common content creator, you're usually paying somebody either for graphic creation, for editing, all that stuff. And that stuff ain't cheap because they usually charge you by the hour for freelancers and it's not cheap. So that comes out of that. Then you got to pay taxes on it. And there's a lot of things that go into this. So our YouTube was not making us a lot of money. It really wasn't. It was very difficult. So what Crowder's point is, or the thing that I want to point out is that even if they demonetized us, you know what we made way better sales in? Straight traffic to the website yeah. by advertisements on our, on our YouTube channel. We would do live streams to the YouTube. We're still live over on one YouTube channel, the American Savage on YouTube, because they haven't banned it yet. But we would just do straight advertising like I'm doing now, like a podcast read. And we would send so much traffic, excuse me, to our website. And just to give you a ballpark, in one month, just from a code that we would create for the podcast, we could net about maybe $50,000 with very minimal work involved or editing and having to very minimal overhead is what I'm going for here. So you can clearly see where the favoriting is in terms of where you're going to make most money. Now, Crowder is getting millions and millions of hits and views and stuff like that. Uh, Shapiro is as well. They're making decent money, but it's nothing that you can literally build a company around. You're going to have to be getting viral video after viral video. Where your money comes from is in ad spend, ad revenue. Okay? So and I, I talked about it last night. We reached out to Crowder's team. And you know how much they charge? Not per, not per month, not per week, per read, per read. Remember, Jeremy Boring said it's not about the money. And then Shapiro's saying it's a business. So I'm getting conflicted stuff here. But you know how much it is per read, folks? $30,000. That's back when we looked into it. $30,000 per read. So he does one podcast a day. He usually reads about like, what, one or two different companies? That's $60,000 you have netted per day. Now multiply that times five. These guys are making fucking bank. Yeah. So the reason I express that is now you can see- You're talking about Shapiro, I'm talking about Shapiro, yes. Crowder's already demonetized. He's not making money off of YouTube. He's making money off of Mug Club, getting subscribers there. So Crowder's not paying big tech. Mm -hmm. He's not. But now if you look at Shapiro's team, the Daily Wire, you've got his channel. They are making bank over there. So when you offer a contract to someone like Crowder and they say, by the way, if you get demonetized, if you get strikes against your account, you get penalized. And Crowder said somewhere, sometimes up to 50 to 75%. Now Crowder, if he'd signed with Daily Wire, his team goes with him. So he's got to pay them out of his pocket. So if the Daily Wire is hitting him with like 50 million for a four year deal, whatever, what is his production cost costing? Now there's a lot that goes into this, but where Crowder takes issue as he said before, and I watched the Tim Cast interview last night, it's not the money. Because the thing that I will explain to people is that when you are a part of a cause and you've got, a pure, you've got pure intentions, the money will never be a factor. Now, the reason that I say this is because Steven Crowder's probably got enough money for a few lifetimes. This guy's well off. He is not worried about where his next cheeseburger is coming from. But yet Steven still remains true to his cause of pushing conservatism and standing for conservative beliefs. That tells me he's got pure intentions. Otherwise, he could have made bank and then popped smoke and gotten the hell out. So I think he is a good faith debater. He's a good faith content creator. He's in it for the right reasons. Daily Wire. I had spoken to a friend of mine who said that you don't want to launch too many companies too close together because it looks like you're going for a money grab. Daily Wire has vested their their fingers into a lot of different things from the uh, Jeremy's Razors, the Daily Wire Productions, their website, their podcast. They are rolling in money over there. 
You know, now, how much of that money are they paying big tech? Because I see sponsored ads from them. They boost their stuff. They buy a lot of stuff with that. They are paying into big tech. Now, is that an issue? No. When is it an issue? If you claim to fight against big tech, mm-hmm. you cannot sit there and say, we're well, standing against rapists and then go out there and support rapists. It doesn't make sense. And that's where Crowder's coming from on this. So naturally, Shapiro and Owens both teamed up. They're doing Mr. X saying, it's about the money. It's not about the money. Because if you handed me a contract like that, saying, hey, John, you can come stream for, let's just say, Spreely.tv, subtle plug, or Spreely.video, and you say, hey, John, in this contract you have to sign, if you get any strikes against your account, we're taking 25% payout. You're like, wait, why? Well, then we go down this rabbit hole of now you have to self-censor. Don't talk about trans issues. God forbid you. That's what got me banned on Twitch. So you can't influence in that area, which is a hot topic right now. So you have to pull away from that. You can't interview certain people that are too controversial. So what is really the the reason to sign a contract? Because now you're changing who you are entirely. Now, if you're like me, you're a prick. And people like that prickishness about me. So if I went to work for another company and suddenly I come in, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the John Book Hour. That's not why you followed before. That's not why you you you, you click that follow button and then give me money, which you should do. <laughs> give me money. So you have to change yourself entirely. And that's what Crowder is going for here. And people just don't seem to get it. Now, Ben Shapiro and Jeremy Boring are doing the pearl clutching. It's like, oh my God, how could you do this to a friend? A friend does not offer another friend a bullshit contract like that. But again, let's misdirect. Oh, it's about the money. It's not about the money. Still, I like, I looked, I perused some of his comments and it's like, dude, you cannot appeal to some of these morons. And they are so, if you think Trump loyalty is bad, you look at Daily Wire loyalty, it's even worse. Oh my yeah, God! People are going to have their favorites right out of the gate. Absolutely, yes. Have, yeah, Stevens side, you got Ben side, and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I, you know, I agree with uh, Hobo Chili in the uh, in the chat there that, you know, they never brought up, uh, not gay Jared. You know that kind of stuff. I am wondering what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some questions there. But even still. How is that applicable to what's going on right now? I don't know. I just think it was what interesting that in, it was brought up and then never talked about. What happens like, in why Crowder's can't they house? Talk about it? Well, what happens in Crowder's house is in Crowder's house. We're talking about Crowder or Mug Club versus Daily Wire here. You can get into the, the details and the weeds. I want to happen between Candace Owens and Shapiro when they were in that little Twitter spat that just suddenly kind of stopped. So, you know, do you think? Uh, I mean, I really don't. I don't fucking care about these people, to tell you the truth. It's just, it's something that I watch because people are very, like a lot of people like, we need to stop this infighting. It's like, no, we don't. We don't need to stop this infighting. What was the girl's name that got kicked off the blaze? Tommy Tommy Lauren, yeah. He had her on right after she got fired Mm -hmm. from the blaze. Mm -hmm. And then he got, eventually went on to the blaze. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you think there's any... I, I think if you go to work for the Blaze, I think the Blaze is just one of those other companies that just mirrors the Daily Wire. Glenn Beck, I don't take seriously. He's a very intelligent guy, but that guy is also a populist. He doesn't have the balls or the stones. Like, I'm not going to lie, dude. When I went to that event with Crenshaw at mm-hmm. the Beck thing, it was in downtown Dallas. Very nice thing. You walk in, you know, they take your cell phone so you can't take any pictures. And Glenn Beck gets up there. He's got his little bifocals on. He's got the nice little, oh, the, 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 the sweet little sweater. And he sits there in the, like, producer's chair, if you will. And he sits there with his legs crossed. Cross, and they're just having like an intelligent discussion. It's like, Beck, you are the biggest bitch I've ever seen, dude. When Trump was gaining traction, <laughs> you bitched out from your original viewpoints and you sit there all uh, grandiose. Like, it's like, dude, come on, man. You're a rich bitch is all you are. Because I, I, folks, when I was at the blaze, 
I would walk in and the producers would say, don't go confront Beck. Don't go ask for, don't ask for a pick. Don't talk to him. Leave him alone. It's like, well, then fuck that nerd. Like, you don't, you know, it just, but what, but still. So when it comes to these big conservative, that's why Crowder called it the big con, the big conservative. It's like a double entendre there. And it's true. These uh, conservatism is a very lucrative business. Selling conservatism is what a lot of these people do. Like Shapiro, I just don't get how you can sit there and say small government, small government, small government, and then you turn around and you simp for the war in Ukraine and you push the vax. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. Those are two very, if not the most prominent issues in America, and you clearly got them wrong. Yeah. So to sit there and say that you're a conservative, this for small government, Shapiro's another neocon. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a war hawk. He is. Because their, their commonality across the board is why do we need to invest in Ukraine? Because we can't let Russia take it and then continue to expand. Russia's not going to expand past Ukraine. They know they will get their asses handed them. The only reason they're doing it is they know Ukraine is not NATO. And the fact that NATO is even doing what it is is still wrong. We're in a proxy war with Russia right now. And by the way, for those that don't know, Ukraine is getting the shit kicked out of them. They're not publishing this in the press. It is a propaganda machine left and right, folks, left and right. The press wants you to think that Russia is losing. That's why I post a lot of footage that I'm seeing in these channels that are coming across where Ukraine is getting their asses kicked mm -hmm. or are getting their asses kicked. And it's not that it's good or bad. I'm just saying that the media is lying to you. Yeah. They're lying to all of us. But to back to the original point of like people are saying we don't need this infighting. We 100% need this infighting. We do need this. In these blue check, these influencers, these turning point grifters and things like that, they need to be held accountable for the bullshit they push. Because I will tell you this right now, there is there is so much bullshit that goes on in this political spectrum that people just don't realize. There are paid bad actors. They are paid companies within the conservative movement that are paid to help endorse certain candidates. I will tell you that right now. They are paid. They have a large following, and these, these, these candidates like Trump, the rest of them, they pay them to say good things and attack their opponents so they don't have to. Yeah, I agree that there yeah, are bad faith actors oh, who take advantage of really good people, yeah. patriots, yeah. who want to believe in something and are trying to figure out the truth. Yeah. And then you have people that take advantage of them. 100%. And you cannot, and I just, the common, the common, the most common comment I saw in those comment sections was like, we don't need this infighting. It's like, yes, we do. Mm -hmm. You have got to purge the bad blood. You've got to get the toxicity out of your movement. If you don't, you can't, you can't exist. You're not yeah. going to be as pure of a movement. So when you see it, like, don't punch right. No, punch right. When, when they have it coming, when they deserve it, punch right. And it's not to destroy the Daily Wire. It's to make them change their ways. They're established. They're not going anywhere. They've got their hands in everything. They're fucking millionaires over there. Yeah, what's going to happen in 10 years when they're twice as big? Uh-huh. But these smaller influencers, influence, this is the right? thing is like these smaller conservative influencers aren't going anywhere. They've got to keep the talking heads at the top that have the most freaking clout, that have the most engagement, but they don't make any room for smaller audiences. They don't make any room for smaller people unless you're in the in crowd. Like I said, Charlie Kirk, first question he asked me is how big is your following? And I was like, bro, it, it has nothing to do with my following size. It's how, what I'm saying. Like, why would that be? But again, it's business to them. And if it's business, then so be it. If you have shitty business practices, you should be, you should, your feet should be held to the fire. Mm -hmm. That's just, it's as simple as that. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm taking Crowder's side on this one. Now, of course, I don't hate Shapiro. I listen to some of his content on occasion. I don't consume anybody's content realistically because then I feel like I might be adopting somebody else's position versus me thinking it for myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I understand where Crowder's coming from. I get where Shapiro's coming from. It is a business, fair enough. But change some of these contracts, these stipulations and penalties. Come on, dude, that's not fair. To sit there and say that you have to play by big tech rules or otherwise you don't get paid. 
as much as we had originally said, that's playing by big tech rules. Therefore, you're not fighting big tech. You're bending the knee to them. And people can also hit me with this. And people have tried. And I, it's just like, I already know what they're going to say before they even say it. It's like, well, you know, you, you know, where's Crowder on? He's on big tech, isn't he? It's like, yeah, where are you? You're the audience. The podcaster entertainer has to go where the audience is. So until all you troglodytes get the fuck off of Instagram and YouTube, he's going to have to consistently be here. Now, people can already say, like, well, where else are they supposed to go? Rumble. It's already here. Bitch shoot. You've got various different platforms these big influencers can push people to. Do you think so, Rumble is going to pay him to stay strictly on Rumble? Rumble absolutely would, yeah. Mm-hmm. They offer. They made offers to Tate. They've, they've made offers to a lot of big name streamers. The thing that aggravates me is that I... I uh, well, I mean, that's just that's a change the topic. I don't want to go down that road right now. But even still, Rumble is a viable option. Yeah. Does it pay well as YouTube? I don't know. I haven't had any. I haven't had any viral videos over on Rumble. And Rumble is not as big as YouTube yet because Rumble is primarily right leaning. I wouldn't say it's a full on echo chamber, but you have a lot of diversity of thought and opinion over here, especially with our show being on Rumble. Because, fuck, you, if you listen to us any given amount of time, you'll know that we don't lean left or right when it yeah. comes to a lot of issues. We lean common fucking sense. Yeah. Um, that's where I go. So I think once you get start, once you get put in a group. Yeah. I feel like you're, yeah, you're always going to be there. You're always going to be in a group. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to be in a group. Yeah, I don't want to be a group. You want to be groupy less. I don't know. But again, that's where I stand on this. And then Crowder went on Tim Cast last night. I listened to the interview. Um, I get where he's coming from. Now he talked about how Daily Wire tried poaching some of his, uh, his employees. Like, that's common practice. That part is business. But when you have, uh, now it's not good business. Like, we would never do something like that. It's just, it's not right. Uh, but even still, I get where people are coming from because here's the deal. If an employee offers value and that value shines through and other companies can see it, another company is going to come in with a tempting offer and say, hey, if you come work for us, we're going to increase your wages, offer you this, yada, yada. If you can't match that, and in a way, that's kind of like, that's good for the employee. That's the incentivization to work hard and set yourself apart because when people start to see what your value is, if the company you're working for doesn't, it either forces them to or you leave them. I kind of feel like that's also like free market practice, but that's just me. That that's just me. Yeah, I, I don't so. I don't care either way. Yeah, they're arguing about fifty million dollars. Like that's a shitload of money. Well, no, they're they're not. They're arguing I, about the contract stipulations. I know, but fifty me, million it's, dollars it's is it's a red about, herring. Yeah, it's I don't know. Is it? Yeah. Crowder, did, he, not once did he say, I mean, I'm, from my understanding, he didn't talk about the money. He's talking about the contractual stipulations that are just, their penalties. Like, this is ridiculous. I mean, think about it this way, though. Like, think about it. He's already, he's already demonetized on YouTube. So when right. they say, by the way, if you get strikes on your account, we're taking 50% or whatever. It's like, okay, of the original payout. It's like, so now, again, like I said, I have to self-censor. It's like, this is bullshit. So I, again, reading that contract and applying it to myself as an up and coming streamer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, this is bullshit. Do you think it was right for him to just uh, go public with his contract and everything instead of just going to them and talking about it internally? Uh, because they're they're not friends. Gonna, he did. He did do that. That's what he recorded the conversation. And don't get it twisted here, folks. They're not friends. They're acquaintances. This is a dog eat dog world. Conservative media is a dog eat dog world. It is a business. This is not friendship. People can use this friendship. Shapiro, look, I'll be honest with you. Shapiro is a, he's an amazing manipulator. This guy can manipulate. Absolutely. He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So don't sit there and think that Shapiro makes all of his arguments in good faith. No, Shapiro makes arguments to win. That's the difference. Now, a lot of it are good faith arguments, but to sit there and, you know, pearl clutch, they got, we're friends. No, you're not because you already basically threw the first punch by offering him a bullshit contract. So Crowder coming public with it, he already went to them about it and they refused to change. It's like, all right, so then you're a bad faith fucking company. 
or you're, yeah, I get where, like I said, I get where he's coming from. Hopefully Daily Wire pulls that shit out of there. And if anything, what Daily Wire should begin again, this is their company. They do whatever they want, but it's just like the perception they create is that they are fighting big tech, but you're not. Yeah. You're giving them money. Like, think about it. Like the, the meat and potatoes of this folks is Daily Wire is giving big tech, Facebook, YouTube, your money. Yeah, I don't think Daily Wire has ever been uh, suspended or kicked off of any platforms, have they? Isn't that interesting? Because I look at the like, likes of Charlie Kirk and the yeah. rest of them, uh, all these other blue officer Tana, all these guys that are Trump people, I don't see their accounts getting hit. Mm -hmm. I don't see any suspensions. But for me, it's like, uh, guys, I tiptoe in the water now on Instagram. I barely post. I had a comment removed yesterday for describing a combat footage Instagram post talking about how effective a certain combat technique was. Mm -hmm. I got it removed. I was like, so if I'm getting hit left and right, why the fuck? And folks, I can already tell you behind the scenes, a lot of people are paying for their shit. They're paying for likes, paying for a following, yeah. paying for all this stuff. And they're fucking paying big tech. They got people working for them. It's a pay to play organization. So I'm sorry if you're a conservative and you are giving money to big tech and then claiming to fight big tech, you're full of shit. You're just full of shit. That's all there is to it. You want to take a call? Yeah, I guess we can take a call. The number is 214-817-1689 if you want to come weigh in. If you don't if you don't agree with what I'm saying, you are more than welcome to come uh, fire back, change my mind. Uh, but again, the number is 214-817-1689. I saw the episode last night, and I think it aired partially on Crowder's channel, but it was over on Tim Cast. So that was interesting. I but, watched um, about... I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of it. And I'm like, this is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the reason that I'm very attracted to is because I understand a lot of the lingo he's talking about. And I've been in those, I shouldn't say I've been in those shoes, but it's like, I, I get where he's coming from. I can understand the bad faith acting there and the, the, uh, uh just the slipperiness of that. I, I, I can't agree with it. So, but also make sure you check out the website, allamericansavageshow.com. That's where we're going to be at. You also can get our merch over there. So that's pretty cool. We get a call. Yeah, we got a call. Let's go ahead. Yellow. What's up, John? How you doing? What's up, Josh? What's going on, brother? Fuck Josh. <laughs> Just playing. Go ahead. So, so how I see this is going is I kind of see politics as, um, I'm not sure if you're in, into WWE or whatever. I, I kind of see it as that, or at least the House and the Senate. Because as soon as you see, as soon as the camera's on, they mm -hmm. go ham on each other. They go yeah. fight. They can do everything else. Yeah. After that, guess what? Uh, camera's off. Guess what? Let's go grab a beer. Let's go get some lunch. This dude ain't wrong. It, yeah. Like, you. Yeah. Hundred percent. You're a hundred percent. It's that's actually a very good um, comparison because I'm not gonna lie. Originally, we were starting out when you said that. I'm like, oh, that's gonna get weird. But no, you're right. You are one hundred percent right because you can see there's like I think in the house for some things they don't allow video footage to go through. But before this last house yeah. convened and there were no rules, they were filming. And you saw a lot of congressional members talking and sitting and bullshitting with AOC and the legs. Like, wait, what the fuck? I thought these guys are enemies, but they're not. You're hundred percent right. You are one hundred percent right. Yeah, and it's funny to see that too because, like, like you see these people on Twitter and they're like, they're, they're yeah. it's like they could be sitting right next to each other yeah. having a beer, yep. and you know, they go hard on each other on like, Twitter. Yeah, it's like, it's like okay, it, 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 I wouldn't say it's getting too far, but it's getting to the point where it's like, yeah. okay, people, yeah. <laughs> It, it feels like we're watching political Kardashians. Thank you for your call. You, yeah, you're 100% right, dude. I, I'm right there with you. I agree with you. All right, so let's get into the news. Uh, but real quick, we're going to keep this interesting right into it. So look, I posted this video on Instagram yesterday, and for people that don't know, this is a basically a... Um, 
I believe, I don't know what kind of tank this is, or I don't even think it's just like an APC and armored personnel carrier. I could be wrong on that. This is posted on Instagram. Um, again, John Burke, 1984 on Instagram, if you're interested in following my Instagram. Um, so I think this, the, yeah, I think these are Ukrainian. Um, but there are things that I wanted to point out here. So what you're watching here is this guy is this, this, uh, armored personnel carrier with a machine gun mount on it with on a turret on top of this thing. It's rolling down the road. So what we see right here out in front is this guy's head. He's, he's not, uh, he's not covered in armor. He doesn't have the top on. We call that being buttoned up. Now, the reason that you always run a minute, want to button up your hatch and put that armor plate on top is because if you walk into a firefight, you ain't got time to do that. You essentially have to traverse your vehicle on or off the road, do what you got to do. And also, if they initiate an ambush and they pop your driver, you're a sitting duck because they're going to kill that guy. Your vehicle's now because you don't to get access to that hatch, depending on the tank or APC type. Some turrets do not have access or the driver's hatches don't have access from the inside. You have to go on the outside then you're dead. You're done. They're going to take you out. So that's a big no-no right off the bat. So as they go, watch when they start to slow down here, when they come upon like a downed tree on the little roadway. Uh, I do want to make mention real quick, look at the spacing between vehicles. The spacing between vehicles is very crucial. You should not be bunched up. You should keep 50 to 100 meters at least at minimum between vehicles. So that way, if there's a near side ambush on either side of the road, they don't get multiple vehicles in one hit. They can only get like one. So they don't reduce your firepower by too much. But watch what happens when they make contact. Okay, and contact being in a firefight with the enemy. When the enemy shoots at you or you shoot at the enemy, you're now in contact. So we call it sectors of fire. Sectors of fire are basically creating a 360 degree, 360 degree parameter around the armor column. So that means your lead gun is either offset left or offset right. Now, what people don't seem to remember is in Iraq or Afghanistan, the lead gun truck would have their gun facing directly forward. Problem was, contact never came from directly forward. It was always right side or left side of the road. So people started adopting these techniques or adapting them and going, uh, so say, for example, your lead gun truck would be offset right. That means lead or gun truck number two is offset left. So now you've got multiple directions covered, and then your rear truck is covering your rear. So essentially, that's why you have 360-degree full security. Now, here's the other thing, and this is why you train, train, train. Everything about this video tells me this military is not trained. These are mediocre soldiers at best. Because the reason I say that is it's not about just pulling a trigger and killing the enemy. It's basically utilizing techniques and tactics to make you even more effective and deadly. And these guys are not doing that. When they're driving down this road, I want you to notice where all the guns are pointed. Watch as we go. And there's no audio here. There is a down tree. They take contact from the right side of the road. And what happens? The guy turns his vehicle. Now look. They're already firing. Now look, already right here, you've made several big mistakes. Soon you're about to see the turret on this vehicle where the camera is coming from turn right and engage into the wood line. The vehicle in front of them, they've turned right and engaged to the wood line. The vehicle in front of them, engage right, turn to the wood line. There is literally nobody covering their left flank security. Now folks, the reason I say this is such a detrimental thing, there can be multiple side ambushes. It does happen quite often. So if the enemy sees that your SOP, your standing operating procedure is literally a turn and engage, well then what am I going to do? Well, if I know that your entire your entire armored column is going to turn towards the direction of contact and engage, then I'm going to set out a deploy a landmine or a claymore or something to eventually to actually draw your attention that direction. And then once I've got you converging fire that way, your butt is to me. Now, for people that don't know, the weakest parts on tanks and stuff like that are right under the turret or in the track so you can disable them. Now, people were like, oh, the rear. No, they armored the rear a lot. 
they up armor the rear a lot on a lot of these tanks. So you hit them in the tracks to disable them. Now they're immobile. They can't go anywhere. So they're sitting duck or you hit them right in that little crevice between the turret and the uh, actual body of the tank itself. Those are the weakest spots. So when you've exposed your belly and look, I want you to watch this video. They are barely moving. Look, he traverses right. Did you notice that gunner had to dip his head down? He shouldn't have had to do that. You see that little armor plate right over the top there? That should have been pulled over to the left and he was buttoned up. But he didn't. So he had to pope his head down. That cost them seconds from engaging the target. Now these guys traverse all the way right. Now all vehicles are focusing their power on the right. So again, like I said, if there was an anti-armor team on the left side of the road, all you have to do is let them engage, acquire your targets, and take those motherfuckers out. And you could eliminate a good chunk of these dudes. A good chunk. Do you understand how, like, complex war can actually be? It's not so simplistic as, oh, there's a guy, bad guy, pew, pew. No. It's not that simple. Not for good soldiers. Not for good trained militaries. But now also, here's another thing that we're talking about. Talking the guns. Talking the guns. This is something that you have to train with within your, within your team, within your squad, within your platoon, within your company. And what I mean by talking the guns is, say, for example, we've got a squad-sized element of nine infantrymen. And we have two machine guns, okay? Your machine guns are usually going on your flank or one center and then one left or one center, one right. It depends on where you expect contact from based upon terrain. So, say, for example, we're walking down a road and there's an open field to our right where we can see for days versus a wood line to our left. Well, chances are they're coming from the wood line. So, I'm putting my machine gun on the wood line. Why? Because basically what I want to have happen is if I get engaged from the left side, I need immediate fire superiority to get their heads down. If my machine gun is on the right flank, that means I got to pivot him around to get him in the line of fire or get him to where he can actually have a line of fire. Takes too much time. We're talking about seconds here. Seconds count when it comes to firefights like this. So again, Talking to guns is say like we get contact on our left flank and I essentially have to get my squad online, meaning all guns are facing the direction of fire. Makes sense, right? So now I've got my two most casualty producing weapons, which are my machine guns. My machine guns should never be firing at the same time. And they're firing in six to nine round bursts. So it's literally a brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
they can make or break an, an entire war. Because if these, these tactics are utilized by the smallest element you've got and embraced and adopted and utilized by every, even to the largest size element, you are insanely effective. You know how to put targets on, or excuse me, fire on targets. You know how to actively employ your guys, what to use them for, and how to avoid taking casualties. Now, when I say in our Afghanistan tour, it was the worst tour I ever saw. We were over in Kunar, up in the Hindu Kush area. It's fucking, yeah, the Pesh River Valley. It, it was all, it was nothing but this. It was nothing but that. This was our bread and butter. This is all we did literally all day, every day. And we were damn good at it. But Taliban weren't stupid. And they would employ two-sided ambushes. But also the Taliban used something they're not using right now. And I'm waiting for this because it's coming. IEDs. You want to fucking put, you want to put a hurting on Putin? Start using IEDs. It's unconventional. I'm telling you, I got a lot of experience with these motherfuckers. You'll never see them. You will never see them. Also, you can use an IED to serve as your distraction. So if you place your IED on the right side and you set in your element on the left side, and this is a, uh, this is a, an ambush, you're setting in a permanent, or not a permanent, a, uh, a, there's a hasty ambush and a, uh, I forget the other term for it, it's been so long, but basically your intent, there's a, like a hasty ambush is like, oh shit, we just saw some enemy put, enemy put in a, a quick ambush. And it's just a, a formation style on how you actually employ it versus uh, deliberate. Thank you. Deliberate ambush. A deliberate ambush is like, hey, we've got some reconnaissance saying there's a lot of armored vehicles from the enemy going up and down this road. Uh, this is where we're going to put in a deliberate ambush. And you basically plan this thing out and you know what you're going to do. So on like a deliberate ambush, we're putting an IED on the opposite side of the road. Why? Well, to disable your vehicle if we can, but also to draw your attention. Because based upon this footage that they are showing, clearly their SOP is turn and burn. Now, turn and burn actually is incorrect. A turn and burn is, say, for example, you're driving down this road like these guys are and an ambush comes from the wood line. That ambush is clearly within 50 to 100 meters. What does that mean? Well, realistically, if I was dismounted, that means that don't sit there on the road and have a firefight. You're in the open. Run into them. Throw your hand grenades and fucking haul ass into them. That's the only chance you've got. Don't give them your back and go the opposite way. Turn, start shooting blindly, and fucking run like a madman. And folks, if you think I'm lying, go look up Vietnam infantry tactics because that's exactly what they did and it worked because your chances of surviving a Vietnam ambush were slim to none the only chance you had as soon as contact is made and folks this is where these armchair quarterbacks come in when they talk about these police shooting videos when that first round kicks off your adrenaline dump begins immediately and then training takes over you don't think about shit you don't have time for emotion it's literally live or die turn and burn so you go into the fire and you fucking run these vehicles can't. That's a wood line. You cannot break into that wood line. So realistically, all you can do is stay and fight or push on. They chose to stay and fight. It looks like they eliminated the target, but you wasted a lot of ammunition. And also, these guys weren't anti-armor. So what I mean by that is, like, if you don't have uh, rockets and armor-piercing stuff as a light infantry company, you've got no business engaging these guys. You're going to get slaughtered. That's just literally troops to the meat grinder. These guys did not have anti-armor because there were no missiles being fired. It was probably just some pop shots, and they're probably dead. They're probably dead. Dumb move. Never employ light infantry against armor. You will lose every fucking time. No, this is not saving Private Ryan where you can put some fucking TNT into a sock, slather it in tank grease, and slap it on the treads. No, that does not work. That's bullshit. That's the movies. If it's in the movies, it just ignore it. It'll get you killed. So 
people were asking me to, you know, to do a little uh, synopsis on this video. And I actually kind of enjoy this stuff. This was what I did for like fucking 13 years. And uh, it's, I don't know, I look at this stuff and I kind of get nostalgic. It's like, ah, I just want to go kill some Russians, but not really because I'm not a warmonger and I don't want to fucking die for that bullshit cause over there. So I was going to describe this the exact same way. Really? It's, it's amazing. That's crazy. Great minds think alike. Yeah. <laughs> From the it's time you play Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, That's how we did it in COD, bro. That's how we did it in COD. So, but I posted this comment again in a much shorter format and they fucking pulled it down on Instagram for what? Like, God forbid, like some Ukrainian looks at this like, hey, he's right. We look at this, the RPG shovel, it work. We apply this to our doctrine. Telling you. I'm telling you, folks. That'll be $8 billion. $8 billion. There you go. All right, let's get on to the next thing. Uh, the Pop Awards. Um, the Pop Awards rethink. I don't even know what the fucking Pop Awards, but okay. Then you got Harry Styles up there and his gayness, his queer baiting, like he always does. So what happened to men? What what happened to it men? Looks like he probably jerked off a couple guys before he went out on stage, right? <laughs> Took a few loads. <laughs> Oops. Pop Awards rethinks or is rethinking gender neutral commitments after only men are nominated. Are they assuming their genders? <laughs> no. But the funny thing is, it's like trans men or excuse me, trans women. I don't know, dude. It's it's so confusing. A British music awards show, the Brit Awards, has announced they will be reviewing their general neutral policy after all the nominees for top award at the show were men. What are you? I haven't read this article yet, but what are you willing to bet that it was a trans man that won something as well? Which, for those that don't know, was a woman pretending to be a man. So in their mind, that's an actual man. So they probably had real men and then trans men win the award because, by and large, men are far more talented than women. Now play. <laughs> I got to throw a stinger in there occasionally just to piss people off. That's a joke. That's a joke. Are you listening? Calm down, feminists. All the, especially obese ones that are probably squirting gravy out every pore in their body right now. What did he say? <laughs> it's not my fault you're fat and unattractive and unfuckable. All right. I'm such a prick. Put that <laughs> on a t-shirt. A Put that Solid. on a t-shirt, yeah. Uh, the Brit Awards, which the British phonographic industry hands out, did away with the gendered award categories in 2022. But now the organizers are looking at reviewing the policy over a lack of female representation. In the previous year, female singer Adele won the first gender neutral artist of the year. But controversially, no women were nominated for the category. They can't even, they can't even, they've, they've created this master cluster fuckery of retardation and they're trying to just find the turds in the diary at this point. Like you did yourself, you did this to yourself because you're stupid. Quite honestly, you're, you're just this stupid. You know, I agree with, uh, you remember Chris Rock's stand up where he talked about these awards, like men and women awards, mm -hmm. like what difference does it make? What gender they are? Because Should it just be best actor because we have to empower people. And here's the thing. I'm going to say it. I don't care. You're getting real talk here, folks. John Burke Uncensored. Um, <clears throat> I don't see men doing like, we need more male empowerment. It's women because you're the weaker sex. You're psychologically the weaker sex. It's true. This doesn't make you any less. It doesn't make you whatever. I'm not looking down my nose. I'm just saying, by and large, men don't have to sit there and put men empowerment bowl or male empowerment. We have to have, you know, we need to lift our men up. It's women. It's always women. Women have to have female empowerment, female power, and it's always the most cringe shit imaginable. Again, like that scene in the Avengers, like in the Civil War one or whatever, when all the women are in this one fight, they just come out just walking like their heads are just, yeah, female empowerment, while the dudes are doing all the fighting and you're just sitting there for some bullshit TikTok is what it boils down to. Sorry, it's not true. It's not true. You're not as empowered as you think you are. 
That's what pisses me off. It's the same as like saying, I'm an alpha male. I'm an alpha male. If you're an alpha male, you don't have to say you're an alpha male. You just fucking do it. You live your life according to a set of principles and values that make you alpha. And it's also a personality. But to sit there and say, I'm empowered. I'm empowered. You're not empowered. You're just attention seeking and you're insecure and you're looking for validation. That's all this is really about. Because nobody gives a fuck if a man wins something. Nobody gives a shit if a white man wins something. It's always a minority. Why? Because we treat them like retards. That's why it is. Oh, my God. Look at the little black boy. He won an award. Look at you, little black boy. You're so talented. Let's give the little black boy a round of applause. The little black kid's like, are you fucking retarded? Like, bro, like, don't stop treating me like I'm stupid. That's how Republican, excuse me, that's how Democrats treat minorities. You treat them like they have fucking Ebola and AIDS and they're homosexuals or some shit like that. Like, that's what they treat. It's like, good for you. It's so patronizingly disgusting, but they fall for it. These women fall for it. And you're just sitting there kind of like, what the fuck? How do they fall? For? And just because some people are just that stupid. You know, I wonder how they uh, determine who the winner is on this. Is it by sales? Uh, like who I, sells the most? I I, I want to say it's a panelist of judges. I don't know. Uh, maybe um, uh, Simon Cowell is sitting back. He's like, that was absolutely horrible. I'm not voting for that. That sounded nothing like him, but you know where I'm going with that. It's pretty close. Was it pretty close? I think it's Simon in the room. <laughs> Simon Cowell, is that you? Uh, what? Uh, I'm just curious. Is, how's it, I don't know. Is it just how much they sell or what? I don't, so. I don't think so because I, I do remember there have been a few times where, um, I mean, I hate to say it, like Kanye was kind of right when he talked about like Taylor Swift winning that one time. He's like, hey, yo, yo, Beyonce's like, no, there's no way. I think that's what that was about. But yeah, there's a lot. It's Dude, it's all politics. It is all politics. People get passed over all the time because there's some amazing uh, artists that I feel are very underrepresented. And it's just like they have an incredible, like on Pandora, for example, I always listen to like indie, um, indie folk rock and it's, it's got a whole genre and they're really good. It's really good, but it doesn't go mainstream hmm. because it's not pop. It's not hippish. There isn't enough fucking auto tune. It's yeah. But, but, um, Putin's pivot in Ukraine will bring about permanent war in Europe. And that would, that, this is what concerns me is that basically, and we're already in a proxy war. They're, they're, we're sending funds. We already have troops on the ground in Ukraine. This has been proven. They're serving in advisory roles. Again, this is literally a Vietnam 2.0, minus the jungles and the rice paddies. But now we're drawn into this. We've committed so much money. At what point do you say, because this is what it turns into, at what point do you say, okay, we got to cut sling load. This is too much. You don't. You've, we've already passed that point of, okay, we've invested so much. We should go ahead and stop. No, we cross that. We're going to keep going. We are going to keep going until this thing is over. So all we're doing is pouring American taxpayer money into this war in a bleeding economy with a wide open border during a recession. It, 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 like this is the perfect economic fiscal storm. This is the perfect. You could not ask for a better scenario, a better situation to cripple the American economy or to at least to slow it to a very, very slow crawl. So when Biden gets up there and folks Listen to me right now. Watch the propaganda. Like Josh said before, whatever Democrats say, the opposite is happening. We have proven this time and time again. A story just broke. The FBI agent that was investigating Trump for Russian collusion just got sentenced because, or he just got basically busted out for actual Russian collusion. Isn't that amazing? Whatever they say they're doing. So in regards to this economy, what has Biden been pushing hard on? <laughs> Sniffing kids. Outside of that, 
He keeps saying more businesses, more jobs are being economic growth. Folks, the economists are painting an entirely different picture and the White House propaganda machine is doing the complete opposite because why would any president admit his failures? They won't. They're going to give you the best case scenario. They're going to pull something out of their ass that's somewhat believable. And then you have these propaganda pieces like the Brooklyn dad douchebag on Twitter and the rest of those little cocksuckers. And all they're going to do is echo and repeat what the Biden administration, because they are paid actors. Oh, yeah. And doesn't that piss you off? What if I told you Kirk and the rest of them the exact same way for the Trump group? That's exactly the truth. Two sides of the same shitty-ass coin. Now, the ones on your side might say more of what you agree with, but they're still paid actors. But Biden sits there. 10 million new businesses created. Uh, uh, yeah, how many businesses to? were destroyed during COVID? Like He acts like nobody is living yeah. in America right now. Yeah. They throw out all these stupid numbers. Yeah. Talks about like a, a 10 or 11 million new businesses created. It's like, bro, how many millions of businesses, millions of businesses went under during COVID? You took over right on the end state of COVID. So now all these things are reopening. So what Biden is trying to do is use these numbers and give them to you in a manipulated fashion to make it appear as if his contribution to this economy has helped create those jobs. That is not true. That is not true. You know it doesn't make sense to me how we can be in a recession with inflation at record high costs, and you're sitting there saying, because folks, had we not had COVID, now listen to me close, had we not had COVID that destroyed all those businesses, then right now you would not have a 10 million business increase. Right now, that would not be happening with the conditions economically being what they currently are during a recession and with increased inflation. Remove COVID, have just the recession and inflation. That's not when new businesses come out. That's not when it happens. People are saving their money. The house market goes to shit. The auto industry we're looking at is going to shit. Investments are dropping. People are very scared right now. Consumer confidence is at an all-time low, especially in the oil industry after Biden cut the fucking pipeline because people are like, oh, it's about the Keystone. It's not about the Keystone primarily. It's about these other oil companies that are wanting to drill. And even if Biden gave the green light on federal land to drill, guys, you don't realize these are million, billion dollar investments. So after Biden basically just canceled the Keystone and he's like canceled a lot of these drilling leases, these oil these oil companies are like, we're not going to invest in creating these because you've already fucked over other people. You've put people out of business. You've had record losses. So I'm sorry. It's like, it'd be the same as like Josh opening multiple pieces of land and me as a consumer, me as an investor saying, I want to invest in building a house on that piece. But on the other pieces, I see Josh demolishing their houses and then he says, no, but you're going to be safe. Well, why is that? Well, when your life savings is on the line, are you really going to take that chance? No, you're not. No, you are not. So that's why I'm saying when Biden sits there and says he's created 10 to 11 million new businesses, you didn't create dick all. You didn't create shit. You see gas prices going back up? Mm-hmm. I mean, they predicted it. We yeah. said it. They said it was going to happen. They're going to go back up. What's amazing is just 10 or two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, the national debt was $10 trillion less. Well, it's like over, over 30 now? It's $31 trillion, uh, like $31.5 trillion. Mm-hmm. And Trump was no fiscal conservative. People no. don't like it. Trump spent a lot too. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because Trump's a populist. He wasn't, I, I, I just, I, it pisses me off. People like, yeah, they're, they're true conservative. Bro, your spending is out of control. So fiscally, you are not a conservative. And that's where I feel like the culture war and the economic war are on two different fronts. I'm not saying one is less important than the other, but to call yourself a fiscal conservative and then your spending is out of control, you're not a fiscal conservative. That's what Democrats do. Democrats are big spenders of other people's money. They love doing that. 
But Putin's pivot, Putin is making significant changes to Russia's military strategy as the war against Ukraine nears the one-year mark. Um, last week, Russia announced it will make major changes to strengthen its armed forces during the 23 to 26 time period, a sign that Moscow is recasting its approach in Ukraine. Putin is not going to give up Ukraine. He is there. He's committed. He's spent billions in this. He's got a very big war chest. This guy is not going to give up Ukraine. He's going to he's going to stay tracked on. He's already got Donbass and the rest of them. He's lodged. They've basically been uh, folded back into Russia, and he's going to keep going. Just didn't I remember how we just said earlier in the show, you passed that fiscal point of no return. You just got to keep investing. Putin's the same way. We've thrown so much of this. Go ahead. Finish it. Might as well. We're not going to take it because the deal is once Putin, if Putin backs down, can he hold Donbass and the rest of them? Could be a good question. Hmm. Then Ukraine's forced to go on the offensive if they even can. I don't know. But the point is, though, this is another forever war. And Biden has gotten us involved, and we're going to be paying into this for a very long time. I'm not saying that to piss you off. I'm, not, I'm just stating a fact, folks. I'm just stating a fact. This is, this is, we don't, we just got done with a 20-year war on the global war on terrorism that was a fake fucking war. And what are we doing? We're getting right back into another proxy war in an area where the Biden, or excuse me, the Obama administration facilitated this with the CIA help. This was created partially by America and the EU. We have been poking that red bear a lot. If you look into the history of this, you look at what America has gotten itself involved in as well as the EU, put it this way. If America backed out of NATO, there would be no NATO. NATO would be toothless without us. So as a result, anytime NATO gets punched, it's America taking the blow and also having to punch back. What does that translate to? You, your money, your taxpayer money, be it rather than it being spent here in America to help better your life, it's being sent to Ukraine to go deal with some bullshit that the Obama administration helped create. So you get to pay for the mistakes of a president that hasn't even been in office anymore. Or he's not in office anymore. That's how slippery and disgusting this is. And then come to find out, Bunny, Biden's money laundering operation over there. It's real. It's true. Hunter Biden, it's proven. Sat on the border of Burisma. Hunter fucking Biden in Ukraine. Folks. All those classified documents they keep finding. Oh, Jesus. They found some in Mike Pence's house now because now it's going to turn into everybody's got classified documents. Marie Jean-Pierre is the biggest dummy up there Yeah, because she keeps saying, nope, the investigation's over. It's complete. And they keep finding more. more. What's going on? What's going on here? What's going on over there? No, you're you're not wrong. You are not fucking wrong. And that's why. uh, I think he's going down. Who? Biden? Uh, Yeah. I think they'll definitely use it. Yeah. I think this is going to be the way they usher him out. I yeah. really do. But it's just, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me. Mm-hmm. And then Kareem Jean-Pierre and the rest of them are just kind of like, it's not a big deal if Biden did it because, you know, he voluntarily gave him up. It's like after they got found and the yeah. DOJ said, hey, can you go find them for us no. versus a fucking FBI raid? Someone ratted his old ass out. Uh-huh. That's what happened. Uh-huh. He's got some snakes hey. in the camp, and I love it. Oh, that's yeah. how slimy politics are. Even though it's in your favor, that's still slimy. Yeah, Once a, a traitor, scumbag. always a traitor. I mean, that guy is a total scumbag. They Anybody are, that yeah. still believes any of the bullshit that he peddles after, yeah. you can go all the way back to the 70s and 80s and listen mm-hmm. to him spit out lies, mm-hmm. and they still believe him? Mm-hmm. Corn pop? Oh, my God. He's a bad dude, apparently. Grew up in a black church. Oh, my God. That's his new grift. Puerto Rican church. That's his new grift. Like, he Vietnam church. He <laughs> I love Korean Jesus. <laughs> I was raised by two Lebanese lesbians. No, you weren't, Biden. What are you talking about? I was raised in a black church. I love fried chicken. Somebody (laughs) shut him the fuck up. (laughs) That's what he's doing. He's like Trump without the freaking, um, 
without the script, but he just goes out there and he says whatever he can to pander to black people. Oh, he's and It's like, I want to be like you people. You as my people. I love fried chicken and grape, grape juice and menthol cigarettes and all these things. Like, dude, oh, shut yeah, the wait, fuck wait, up. He's going to pull out a pack of cools and that <laughs> went up on stage. They grape flavored, nigga. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna come out with a do rag and yeah. like some fucking oh what's the what's the character Ali G remember Ali G yeah yeah oh my that's what he's gonna come out as he's uh, gonna have some cornrows and some shit that's that's what Biden's gonna do <laughs> uh, hey what's up my players what's up I'm one of you guys now it's like oh Jesus it's so cringe it's a total mess it is a total mess he goes out to, I was raised in a black church no you were not no you were not Biden you are a, the the biggest cracker of all crackers just stop just stop he said, and this guy what's that Brooklyn dad defying talking about these people who misrepresent themselves should be out of I'm like are you stupid Bro, and again, blind these people are getting paid to post this so people get so and here's the thing your reaction and your posting on their Twitter is what they need that Joe chick that that ugly woman their selfies she doesn't say she's admitted it she's like your outrage yeah. is what keeps me going and it's not in the sense of like figurative it's literally when you comment on the Twitter and Elon even said when you engage in it with an account that account is going to populate more in your feed so that's what she needs that's what she banks on but people retweet you see what this bitch is saying and, and naturally we do but they're saying that because they're paid to say it they are propagandists so if these really if these hate speech morons really wanted to hold people's feet to the fire you should be going after leftist propaganda as well because they are clearly lying and isn't lying damaging and hurtful to people so couldn't that be classified as hate speech oh you don't like it when we use your tactics against you because you'll never enforce them on your own side that's why i love hate speech i hope more hate speech goes towards the left because you can't handle it what happens you melt down and commit suicide i'm all for it i'm all for it i love it that's hate speech go suck start a shotgun i don't care Go get vaccinated. <laughs> Go get vaccinated. With four boosters. That's what people say. You know the best part about uh, not being vaccinated is? Not having to worry about myocarditis. It's true. <laughs> oh, another another player dropped dead. 35. 35 years old. Just saw the article this morning. Another uh, pro player. Here with sport. Dropped dead. No health complications. Done. How many have to die before it's no longer anecdotal? Just a random question. I, I'm just saying. It's a great question. Yeah. Or yeah, they, I want to follow conservatives. Comment if you love this country, and I'll follow. Yeah, I fucking hate that shit. Oh my god, I hate it. That that is the worst. It's yeah. So you got yeah. Raise your hand if you think so. so that's like that, oh my god, that is the most cringe. Like if you love Trump. Yep. Yeah, that's like that's some Drano and typical liberal stuff right there. Yeah. I, know, I had to talk to my mom about that stuff. I'm like, you got to stop following some of these people on Rumble. Like so this oh guy, god. the X22 report. I'm like, you got to stop. <laughs> You got it because he's like who they go after though. It's like, the boomers. Yeah, they go after because they're talking so about many, QAnon. Like, he's oh like you said in verse three, section <laughs> two, so we could see here that they're secret tribunals. I'm like you gotta stop. Stop. Mom. Yes. So it's uh, yeah. It's what they do. Yeah. I Rickers. dude, that stuff just blows because I still have people in my comments on Instagram. It's like QAnon's real. It's like though. You're worse than liberals. Like, you really are. How many times do you have to be proven wrong before you finally admit you've been hoodwinked? But they will not do that. Won't do it. They won't do it. It's, it's so hard once you cross the Rubicon there. Yeah. To like, you fully commit mentally mm -hmm. that yeah. there's secret tribunals going on and Donald Trump is actually still the president. And yeah. then they start marking these dates. And once those mm -hmm. dates pass and nothing happens, then this is the, the reason why that yeah. did and they keep kicking the can down the road, and, and then they push their... I want to know who monetized this, because it had to be a PSYOP. This is definitely a psychological operation, because I don't see anybody making any money off of this. Was anybody selling Q stuff, like shirts or anything like that? 
plushy I toys. I, I, know, I never saw it. I think a lot of what they were selling is like the doomsday packer yeah. kits yeah. where, you know, you get 90. Not to say that that's not bad to have. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah but for so, QAnon purposes, right. it's like, oh, boy. But if that's go. what they're pushing, they're saying, yeah. oh, yeah, you go to, you know, this website and make sure you buy, you know, six yeah. months worth of food. And that's how or toilet paper. Right. That's how they're making their money. So. Oh, my God. But people, yeah. You gotta, it's the boomers. It's always the boomers. You got to watch out for your parents. Make sure they're not following some conspiracy theory. Like this post and Jesus will cure cancer in a four-year-old. Like, know. well, you know, Jesus is up there. He's like, well, they only got 99, needed 100. Sorry, Jethro, you're fucking dead. He's like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> or that's, 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 that's our generation's newest religion. That's yeah. the way it works. It works in likes and shares and reshares. That's how we do it. Want Jesus to bless somebody? I feel uh, if I can get at least 50 retweets, the spirit will move. Uh, I could see it. Mm-hmm. I could totally see it. I mean, hell, the Catholic Church is pretty much doing that already. They're simping for the LGBT. I know. Talk about culture. Migrants bust to New York City, arrested for allegedly stealing $12,500 from Macy's. You don't say. They were bust there from Texas. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're getting. That's the culture, folks. Uh-oh, we can't have that conversation because that's racist. Remember when Trump said they're not sending us their best? He was part, I mean, he was right, but he said it for the he said it for different reasons. But it's true. These migrants that are coming over from these third world countries, specifically like Mexico, you do not understand their culture. Their culture is not like America. That's why we said multiculturalism in America does not work. You have to assimilate to American culture. American culture is a conglomerate, is a big melting pot of all cultures, but with basic cultural things added in there, like, hey, don't fucking kill and rape people. Don't steal. But over in Mexico, that's a common practice because, and here's the point, low economy people usually resort more that are in poverty, usually resort more to criminal acts, not just to, to do it, because, but to survive, yeah. to, to survive. I mean, it's, it go back to the classic uh, Les Miserables, Jean Valjean stealing the loaf of bread. Not because he was a thief, because he had to, to feed yeah, his daughter yeah. Colette. What? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Whatever you just say, fuck you. It's like that play I used it's to like. It's like that uh, play, but it definitely serves the great, because why did he write it? Because during the French Revolution before, they were living in squander, so poverty rate was high, crime was going up. Same thing in every, Atlanta, look at Atlanta, look at Chicago, Detroit. You have a lower or much higher, excuse me, higher poverty rate, crime is going to go up. Drugs are going to come in there because drugs are easy money. This has been proven time in a lot of liberal cities, a lot of liberal and conservative cities, too. Conservative cities, too. Keep busting them up there. No, keep, fuck yeah. Keep busting them out to these yeah. places. Now that's a Macy's problem. Yeah, it's, it's a Macy's problem. That's <laughs> a Macy's problem. Uh, it's, uh... Oh, my God. Uh, four border crossers bus to Texas, bus from Texas to New York City were arrested. Man, that is just like, that's the weirdest outcome from human trafficking I've ever seen. Isn't, isn't, isn't that what Eric Adams arrested? This is human Look trafficking. These, guys. these are full grown men. All military age males. Yeah. Yeah. These aren't uh, seeking, a, these guys aren't seeking asylum. They look like they are fully capable to go out and work. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to break into Macy's and steal $12,000 worth of merchandise. Hold on, let's see, if we, like. let's see if we can find out what they stole. On Monday, the Nassau County Police uh, Department in Long Island, New York, announced the arrest of 19-year-old, blah, 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 30-year-old, 21-year-old, 27-year-old uh, shoplifting at Macy's. All of the men are newly arrived border crossers who were bused from Texas to New York City as part of Governor Greg Abbott's plan to send migrant buses to sanctuary jurisdictions. In total, the 12500 worth of merchandise was recovered from the four border crossers. Escobar and Rafael Rojas were subsequently released from jail without bail. It is unclear if Meza and Angel Rojas remain in jail on, on bail. You released them from jail with no bail. Yep. So not only do we bring them over here for free, we give them a free bus ride up to New York, and then when they get caught stealing some shit, you just let them out of jail without a... Uh, okay. 
Okay. Those New York citizens have to, especially these business owners, right? I would be look at California. The taxes they pay, yep, and the For amount what? of crime yeah. that they have to deal with. It's almost like the government is a racket. Like, hey, you got to pay us this money. We got to make sure nothing happens. Do you join? All right, and then sure shit. Then why do I have? I don't know. At least the mafia would have some sort Austin, of standards, Austin, right? You just hit Austin Peterson did a series on why the mafia could more effectively run this country than the government. Because they, the they have standards. <laughs> like, you know, no, that's if you're going to pay it, it I'm not going to cut your head off. People think it's like satire. No, people think it's satire, but it's fucking true. Yeah, it is true. Because they would pay protection money, but they'd actually protect your shit. Yeah. So your money was more better spent. If you're going to be forced to spend it, spend it on something that's more effective. Get me a little fucking Italian out there with a, th- a snub nose 38, and then migrants are coming around. Right. The fuck you doing here? Uh, you need to move it along there, Pedro. You don't want to fuck it up. I don't know, man. But the Italians against the Mexicans. That's what I'm talking about. That's culture wars. That's what we need to do. A TV show on that. Culture wars this summer. The Italian mafia takes on the cartel. These guys are brutal. No, they are. They're going to put some some Mexican horse heads in some beds, and the Mexicans come up and chop some heads off, and oh, my God, it'd be crazy. Yeah. But it's true. Austin Peterson's little series on that was fucking hilarious, but he ain't wrong. He's not. He's not wrong. I think I know you're waiting for a punchline, but there is no punchline. The punchline is the fact that the mafia is probably better spent money on protecting your businesses. Maybe we should get into the mafia business, mafioso. I could be a Don. I could, I could totally be a Don. You come to me on this, the day that I have macaroni and cheese and you offer me pizza. This is a massive sign of disrespect. I do not like this. Pretty good. It's Don... Don Cornhole. Don Cornhole. Don Cornhole. Don Cornhole. <laughs> I was trying to put that in like Brando's accent. Don Cornhole. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Uh, but you got to love this. U.S. may deliver a significant number of Abrams tanks to Ukraine despite Pentagon misgivings. An Abrams tank is the top of the line tank that we utilize here in America. And now we're giving them to Ukraine, folks. That's taxpayer money in the form of a tank. Send him over there to get blown up. Get blown up by a Rusky. The Pentagon has argued that the U.S. Abrams tanks are too complicated to operate and maintain. The U.S. Oh, by the way, uh, have you seen the videos? I need to post some of these videos of Ukrainian authorities driving around parts of like towns in Ukraine. And if they see like an able-bodied male, they throw you in the back of a van and then you're in a uniform and you're on the front. That's how they're recruiting. And if you think America would not go the same way, you are out of your fucking mind. If things got bad enough... You're going to the front. Yikes. Just, just put yourself in that position for a second, ladies and gentlemen. Say like you're a, you're a married dad. You got some kids at home. You got a beautiful wife. And your country's at war. And all of a sudden, this van just pulls up. You don't get a chance to say goodbye. You're gone. You're just gone. No explanation. You're going to the front. You're cannon fodder. It's, yeah. That's it. It's insane, right? It's yeah. insane. You start to wish you would have voted for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as, and you're not wrong. Had Trump been reelected, this war would not have happened. No, it wouldn't have. Putin, Putin would never have tried this. Dude, Trump would have just shut this, but like, either you pull out or I bomb Moscow. That's all. Fuck NATO. This is how we do it. Pull him out or I'm going to turn your Kremlin into a creme was. Yeah. I mean. A creme brulee. He was given interviews talking about his second term. They were going to do some really magical things. I believed him. No, I did too, yeah. 
Because I mean, anytime, the a president, part, yeah, he, anytime a president has his goal, when he first takes office, his goal usually is to have a second term. So towards the end of his first term, he's going to start pulling out all the hat tricks. Yeah. He's actually going to start getting shit done, saying, look what I've done. I've done so much good in this last, you know, one year of the four-year term that I had. That's what they do. This is a common practice amongst all politicians. Just watch. Just yeah, watch. He doesn't strike me as like a one-trick pony for this no. kind of stuff. Like no. he's always going to try to keep <clears throat> reinventing yeah. a new thing to, yeah. to make the last thing look old. You know what I mean? It's just funny to me because people will fall victim to this. I shouldn't say victim, but they'll fall prey to this because um, they, they'll see something like Trump saying that it's like, you know, in these next four years, we're going to, we're going to do this. Like, why didn't you do that in your first four years? Your second four years, you shouldn't have to do much. You should try and get all that accomplished in the first four. But he promised legalizing weed. That never happens. There's a lot that he promised. I hate to have to feel like I'm defending him. No, you're not. But he, was going up against you all of the yes, Democrats yes, yeah, and probably about 90% of the Republicans. I will give you that. Plus 100%. all of the media all around the world. Yeah. BBC, CNN. Yeah. I mean, everybody. You're right. On all fronts, this guy was like fighting. Had he had not had any of that, yeah. I think he would have gotten probably 100 more things done. Yeah. 100%. I agree because so, he, he was fighting the establishment. So it's like you know, I don't want to have picks to, also were really bad. Like they a were lot bad, of his but picks I don't want to have horrible, to like. So. I feel like you, you get mm-hmm. pinned into a corner where yeah. you're, you're stuck defending him. Yeah. You want to have like a, you know, a biased, an unbiased opinion about his yeah. presidency, and they'll mm-hmm. think like, you know, the uh, yeah, he the did COVID a lot of things, things good. Yes, he did a lot of uh, things like good. All that like the money, the PPP stuff. Uh, I think that was a bad idea. Like yeah. We start writing checks to people because it's yeah. going to be. You know, there's going to be fraud all over the oh place. Oh, God. That there, shit. I had a personal friend that got involved in that. I think I told you about it. Yeah. He scammed people out of a lot of money. He didn't even realize it either. He was just foolishly fine going yeah. along with it. He got popped. Yeah. FBI was talking to him. He's like, yeah, it's no joke. And it happened a lot. It happened a lot. And, folks, that's what happens when the government subs up these subsidy programs. There was a lot of fraud and there's a lot of scam. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of fraud and there's a lot of scam of your money. They're, I mean, they're not going to catch all of them, but no. they're going to catch most of them. I wouldn't even say that. I, I wouldn't even say most of them. You know, there, there was so much fraud going down. Yeah, so the, much fraud. Uh, I think they catch a good percentage of them because it's what else are they doing? Donald Rating Trump. Trump. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go through Melania's panty drawer. <laughs> Didn't Biden say that? Didn't he say like the nuclear codes could be in like uh, Melania's drawer or some shit like that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this that guy's was just, got shit for brains. <laughs> who knows? Who, He's probably constantly got like diarrhea. Dude, I think the dumbest politician has got to be Swalwell. I think he's got to be the dumbest politician. Dumber than Biden? Yeah. Because think about it. Swalwell follows Biden. Swalwell, he doesn't have a backbone in him. He's a bitch. He's a bitch. That's true. I mean, whatever Biden does. Buttigieg is pretty stupid. Kamala is an obvious idiot. These people, like, Uh, you you take one look at them and you listen to them talk, and they create no sense of um, trust in me that they could be effective leaders. Like, yeah. you seem like little bitches. You don't... Buttigieg, the typical gay dude, he seems very effeminate. He seems very just timid, little beta male. You know, he's definitely not the bear. Like, they call the more aggressive gay people. But you just look at this guy. It's like, you're not a leader. Like, you're the bottom, are no. you? You're the bitch. You're the bottom. Like, give me the... Go, go get the top. Go get the top how to do your guy, job. You're a bitch. I don't want a bitch. How is he mayor? I, I, I don't... Affirmative action from being gay, I I'd imagine. I mean, he's just so bad. Man, if we really everything. if we really want to make some headspace, I think you need to come out as bi and I'll be transgender. I mean, that would work. Yeah, and then we'll we'll, we'll go back on Twitch. Can I'll put on the- some lipstick. And we'll just say, "Hey, I'm a girl. Respect my pronouns, you bigot cucks." We really here's a crazy thing. I'm joking. We could truly do that. We oh, could no. folks, we could truly do that. I could slap on some lipstick, say I'm transitioning now. I'm on hormones. I'm going to get some snippy snip in the future, and they would have to respect that. 
and they would have to start calling me a woman using my proper pronouns. I'm going to go from John to Johanna and they would have to do it. Johanna. And you know how much recognition I would get for that? They put me at the top streamers page. Every time, every time they're going to have some kind of rainbow colored feature, I'm going to be there. My audience is going to grow. They're going to pander to my every whim I ever need. And all this does is exacerbate the delusion that I am living in. That's society in a nutshell. So why or how could that not be a temp how could that not be tempting to someone that's going through fiscally really hard times? They need a leg up. Fuck it. I'm chopping my dick off. You know, I need if some money. That actually started happening and you saw more Republicans or right leaning people start <laughs> to do that. They'd be like, they'd go back to their original stance. I of think like, they would, yeah. Marriage is between a man and a woman. <laughs> There's only two genders. And when you get a liberal to confirm yeah. that, it's like, whoa, yeah. we've really turned this thing around. It's That's like, impressive. Right, so everybody on the right now is gay and transgender <laughs> and everybody swapped genders. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no. my God. We're going back. We're going it's, back yeah, to that. It's way. true. All right. Okay, look, here we go. We're going to get into it because, look, I'm going to say what a lot of these women don't want to hear, and this is the God's honest truth. Um, Twitch influencer Jessica Fernandez films man staring at her like a piece of meat at the gym. I've seen this video. Joey Swole got involved, apparently. Uh, trainer sparks debate saying um, women harassed at gym aren't victims. Now, I like how they just put that one phrase there, but there's more to what he said. And I actually agree with him. Uh, a recent TikTok posted by someone named Jessica showed her preparing to lift weights when she noticed a man behind her was looking at her. In the clip, Jessica branded the guy a weirdo when and said she saw him staring at her five different times, making her feel like she was a piece of meat. So somebody can't stare. Okay. I'm, I, so if I find a woman attractive. What is she wearing? Exactly. I mean, exactly. I hate to say it, but uh -huh. if you're wearing... If men tights that look like they're painted on, and, and that's you what can she's see wearing, every yes. dimple in your butt cheeks. Yep, that's and look. Like, this is the argument that you're gonna make about. Well, we should be able to wear whatever you want. You're right, but we're men. We're very sexual creatures. We're attracted to women, and we're born this way. And you can't change that. And you have to respect it. My pronouns are P and this bitch. This shit is really. There's a difference. There is a difference. And honestly, at the core of this argument, it's really it's realistically just subjective. At what point does it go from like, damn, she's hot, to where okay, now you're just being a creeper. Is it against the law to stare at somebody? No. Now, should you as a man in the gym stare at women? No, of course not. But look, if you're single and you're looking for someone to talk to and they're in the gym as well and they're also fit, look, gym etiquette across the board is you never try and hit on somebody or anything in mid-lift or during the workout. You wait till after, if at all. Because the deal is, you don't shit where you sleep. So if you two go to the same gym at the same time and she shoots you down, you gotta face that every day. Which isn't a big deal, quite honestly. But even still... Look, ladies, I know in most gyms, this is how I work out of destination. Women go in there and they're wearing next to nothing. And then you sit there and you pearl clutch when men who have these things called testicles that produce testosterone and these things, the chemicals in our brain that make our wieners hard. And you sit there and you wear next to nothing and you're bending over in these shots with a little coochie hanging out. Of course we're going to look. That's like dangling a steak in front of a hungry dog. Like, do you know how difficult it is for a man these days to go on social media and not try and, and try and keep all this bullshit lust and sexualization out of our feet? It's damn near impossible. It's fucking everywhere. It is everywhere. It's tough. No one's having that calm. You should learn to control yourself. We're, I'm, we're doing our best. But Jesus, you can't sit there and have your tits hanging out and then expect us not to fucking be turned on by that. Like, you don't seem to get it. You don't get your cake and eat it too. Now, here's the deal. Am I saying that you shouldn't be able to wear something that's comfortable? To, of course not. I'm not saying that. 
And you can wear whatever the fuck you want, but don't you dare sit there and get upset when a dude is checking you out. If you are wearing very, very skimpy clothing, and that's the trend in the gym now, they're basically like fucking strippers walking around, which again, I'm not knocking it, but I, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. I love my girlfriend, but I told her, I was like, look, I am never telling you what to do. I was like, but if you're going to be with me, you will not wear some of this clothing in that gym. It's not going to happen. If your tits are hanging, I don't mind midriff showing. That's fine. But your leggings are not going to be so tight. I can see your camel toe and you're not going to have your tits hanging out. So I made a fair compromise. I told her, I thought this was very fair. And I approached her in a very loving manner. I, I was not upset. I was like, look, babe, it's like, this is something that is going to be a problem in the issue or in the future. But here's my compromise. If you will concede that that is a little inappropriate, that you're causing men to lust after you by showing too much cleavage and too much skin, I think a fair compromise is, how about you let me buy you some more conservative gym clothing that you yourself can pick out? And she was like, oh, yeah, that works fine. That's great for me. I was like, perfect. Here's a sweatsuit. Here's a sweatsuit, bitch. Nah, I'm playing. <laughs> Here's a burka. Put this on now. <laughs> I'm just playing. But I felt like that was, and she did it. So now I'm going to buy her some nicer gym clothes. And it's just one of those things of like, look, and ladies, I'm going to hit you with something. You don't like when you're a man or if you're on a date with somebody and you check out their socials, if that dude is following these women that are scantily clad and liking their photos, and then you turn around and you post just like that same woman, you're no different. You are the very bait that you don't like your man to take. So don't you dare sit there and cry and whine about being treated like a piece of meat. You know who women, you know what women are not fucked with in the gym? Women that command respect by how they hold themselves. These fucking fuck boys, these dudes like that, do you think they're fucking with actual ladies? And what I say is the difference between a woman and a lady. A lady has standards. She's got morals. She will not succumb and bend down and sexualize herself for clout like a lot of them do. You're just a woman. Yeah. And like, well, you fucked them. Yes, I am going to fuck you. I'm going to throw you away because that's what you want to be treated like. That's how you breast. But an actual lady, no, ladies, you marry and you have kids with. They're good people. But the other fuck toys, if that's how you paint yourself, then that's how you're going to be viewed. That's all there is to it. And if you don't like that, you don't get to change the culture to accommodate your hypocritical need or your viewpoint. That's just how it is. I don't care what you women are saying. You're still living in a man's world. You're living in a man's world. And that's never going to change. Because until I see women dominating these labor-intensive jobs, it's a man's fucking world. It's hard out here for a pimp, isn't it? <laughs> It ain't easy. It ain't easy for a pimp. It's the fucking truth. A Jane, a fucking perfectly flawed. All, all of her posts, her tits are hanging out. I mean. Nothing but tits hanging out. Just waiting for her to show up just wearing pasties. I'm sure she has. I, I wouldn't doubt that. But that's what you that's what you put out there. And folks, perception is reality, whether you like that or not. So if you walk into the gym and you're wearing next to nothing, don't you dare sit there and get upset when men are looking. To another way, here's the other thing. Women, women, a lot of women in the fitness, they're bi. And they're going to check you out too. But I guarantee you don't take issue with that. I guarantee you don't take issue with that because you view men that do that as predators, but not women. I guarantee you. Hmm. If I'm lying, I'm dying. I feel the same way about men, though, who wear spandex in the gym. Oh, as well, I'm so though. glad that fat is over. I am so glad that fat. Guys, no, you don't need to be wearing leggings in the gym. That's fucking gay. Don't do that. That Why? What? No. Come on. You really need to see. You really need people to see your, your quads. Are you that insecure? 
That's ridiculous. Like, I'm glad that fad died. It needed to die quick. Like, suddenly, these yeah, now the new yeah. fad is wearing these stupid-ass little fucking rainbow-colored sunglasses, whatever they're called, the Vipers or some shit like that. And then you cut your hair along the sides with a bussin' haircut. Isn't it funny that really? all these fitness gym types, you all have the same personality. The same that. fucking personality. You get the cross earring like George Michael from Careless Whisper. I mean, you, you, you just, you look gay. You look effeminate. You got muscle, but you look gay. Huh. Oh, yeah, it's a trend. What do you wear to the gym? Absolutely nothing. I let my shit, I let my freak flag. No, I literally, I'm not lying about this. I have a pair of wind pants I've worn for the last six years, almost every time. Yeah. I wear some tight underwear to keep my junk from flopping around and a basic T-shirt, a basic fucking T-shirt. That's literally because I'm there to work out. Yeah. Although half the time I'm reading the news. I'm not going to lie. I'm like looking over the news prior to the show. Yeah. But I don't go in there like I don't want attention like that. that's ridiculous. I'm, Instead, I want to focus on my workout. I'm sweating sweatpants. Uh-huh. That's all you need. Now, again, I'm not sitting there saying that everyone has to dress like me. But again, don't you go in there. And so here's the thing. The most common areas that a man is attracted to on women are breasts, ass, and vagina. Okay? Those are the most commonly attractive areas. Those are the most, those are the most probably popular erogenous zones. So statistically, statistically, statistically speaking, if, that's, if those are the most um, popular zones, and they are, you going in there, men are naturally going to be attracted to looking at that area. Now, again, I'm not saying try and cover it up, but if you're only fueling the fire by wearing next to, like there are, I I know there's these two women in my gym and everyone makes fun of them behind their back. There's this one woman that walks in there. She's a bodybuilder. She goes and whatever. She's got a lot of muscle on, but she wears next to nothing. And it gets to the point where she's in the mirror in the front and she's doing these pull downs or whatever. And her snatch is on clear display. And she knows exactly what she is doing because she is an attention whore. Look at the meat curtains on that one. Woo! Get some Arby's up on them butt cheeks. Good Lord, she's got the meat. It's true, though. Well, if this girl's so and then concerned you turn about around. men looking at her, then there's gyms just for women, right? The curves, I think, are yeah. still there. Or you can just go approach, but hey, I don't feel comfortable with you staring at me. Please stop. But that's not what happened, because let's, let's continue this. In the clip, just, just uh, Jessica branded the guy a weirdo and saw him staring at her. How does she know he's a weirdo? Because he's looking at her? Because he finds her attractive? Like, what if that guy is literally, and he's there's nothing weird about him. He's just like, damn, she's attractive. I'd love to go up there and just say hi. Maybe I can shoot a shot. And again, not everybody knows gym etiquette. It's not right to go do that. But it's also not illegal. But even still, I wouldn't, guys, don't do that. Do not approach a woman, uh, mid, especially mid-left. Hell no. So just keep that in mind. But um, uh, she said she saw him staring at her five different times, making her feel like she was a piece of meat. I hate this. I hate when there's weirdos. It makes me uncomfortable, she said to the camera. So she was streaming this live on Twitch. Why is she doing this? This is going to help her get viewers. She's basically already demonizing this guy just for staring at her. And it wasn't even stares. Like, you can look. In the video she plays, he just does little glances, little glimpses. Because he's attracted to her. Okay, fair enough. Or maybe he's like, when is that bitch going to be done with that machine? Well, here's this, because listen to this part. It's funny you say that. Um, Later in the TikTok, the man approached her and asked if she needed help putting the plate on her dumbbell, which she kindly declined. So at that point, you could have even said, hey, I don't feel comfortable. Please leave me alone. But you didn't. Um... Uh, but the interaction made her even more infuriated. She wrote, because he was being nice. Do you need help? Oh, how dare you? How dare you? This is, again, this is what feminism has caused. This is why you miserable, you, you women, you're just as miserable as men now. This is what feminism has spawned. Uh, she wrote across the screen, what if I just ripped his, uh, exploited his eyes or his fucking, wait. Okay, what if I just ripped his cock out of his socket so he could never reproduce again? What the fuck? It's a bit of a jump there, right? 
but the interaction made her more infuriated. She wrote across the screen, what if I just ripped his cock out of his socket so he could never reproduce again? She then suggested that his actions were all the more outrageous because she is under the age of 21, stating, this is why I don't want kids. Natural selection better take these weirdos out. He's going to jail for staring at an underage 21-year-old girl. Well, number one, that's not illegal. It's 18 depending on which state it is. But secondly, what? How does he supposed to know you're under 21? And also, by the way, under 21 and dressed like that, you got a good little slut OnlyFans life ahead of you. And then these same women, you go out there and you wonder why you can't find a man of substance. You wonder. What's wrong with her parents? Rip his cock out of a socket. What the fuck? It's so disturbing and sad. I can't enjoy a simple workout with being uncomfortable, she added. Then don't go outside. And certainly, you don't you dare wear, like, apparel that shows a lot of skin, a lot of fucking... Here's the thing. Women want men to stop being men. She probably wears a thong to the bikini, or to the beach. I don't doubt right? that. I don't doubt that. Her little butt floss there. Yeah. And you think men are supposed to be, like, these stoic, emotionless rocks. So if a naked... Because I've, I've had that conversation with my girlfriend... It's like, look, I will not lie to you. If an attractive woman walks by, I'm probably going to look at her. And it's not because I don't love you. And it's not because I don't like you. It's the fact that that's just how we're programmed to breed, to be. Now, am I going to go up to her and flirt with her? No, of course not. It's literally just a look. It's like, damn, she looks good. Am I going to slip her my number? Maybe. M- maybe. Possibly. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I don't still, know. I still love Anything you. could happen. <laughs> if she's into me, maybe things work out. Maybe we can get a three-way going. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, I still love you. No, no, no. But, you know, but she, she understood that. Because I told her, it's like, I would never be offended if you were looking at a guy. It's like, man, he's attractive. Because there is a genuine attraction. It's like a piece of art. Whatever the case may be, you're drawn to look at it. But if you're sitting there staring at it, it's like, yeah, that's a little bit too much. But I do love a, a relationship you can be so comfortable in to where an attractive woman walks by. And if, if I have a girlfriend, it's like, do you think that she's attractive? Like, yeah, she's, she's pretty. She's like, yeah, I think so too. Cool. You diffuse the situation. It's not like that dude wants to go fuck her. Well, he probably would. If he wasn't, I, I will say this completely. If he wasn't with you, he would probably try and fuck her. That's how men are. But women in this day and age want men to stop being men. We need to embrace masculinity. That's just part of it. Now, of course, I'm not sitting there condoning like a guy staring at another woman and disrespecting his wife. But I'm talking about if it's like a real quick look real quick and then a look away. What was that? So now you want me to fucking just have horse blinders on. And men... When you succumb to this style of thinking and you allow that woman to make you feel guilty for being a man, you've already let her win. You need to establish those boundaries right off the bat and explain to her, and I would hope in good faith you do this, that it's like, no, that's not me cheating. I don't love her. She walked by because she just caught my eye. Oh, she's pretty, and that's it. Oh, she does have an OnlyFans. Shut the fuck up. She does. Bam from uh, YouTube chat says... uh she has an OnlyFans. There you go. And that's probably why she filmed this video yeah. because she knew it was going to go viral. People are going to look her up and her OnlyFans is going to blow the fuck up. And she's under 21. Wow, what a slut. Really? Really? You want, This is the hypocrisy of the modern woman here. Not lady, the woman. There's a difference. You sit there and you, 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 just, you, you kind of position yourself in your moral ivory tower and you go viral for it only to find out you're just another fucking e-thought. And that's why they do this. So she basically tried to ruin this dude because you can clearly see his face. He's such a creeper. I just want to rip his cock out of a socket. He, I'm under 21. He doesn't fucking know that. But she is willing to destroy this dude to get people to view this video because of women empowerment, what you got to deal with in the gym, to get people to her page to go to her OnlyFans. It's like a click funnel. 
It's a thirst trap click funnel is what it is. Brilliant marketing. Brilliant fucking marketing. That's what it boils down to. She's going to show that starfish to everybody who pays $9.99 a month. Yeah, and Joey Swole, I saw in the comment, Joey Swole weighed in on this. And Joey Swole is kind of one of the bigger names in the fitness industry. Um, and he goes after her. Uh, Joey, uh, Joey responded to the video in a post of his, and now normally Joe, Joey, I don't, I don't know the guy personally. I think I met him once or twice. Um, I don't know how he is behind the cameras. I don't know. I don't care. Joey also posts a lot of positivity about the gym. He tries to break the stereotypes. Clearly the dude's on juice. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck about that. It's your body. Do whatever you want to do. This guy posts a lot of gym positivity. Like don't judge people in the gym, help them out. Kind of like how it should have always been, but yeah. without the gym bros. Right. And that's what he posts. What of his lost content is. So for Joey to take the stance, that's serious because I would normally think Joe would be on the side of like, yeah, don't sexualize women, but he's got a point here. Listen to what he says. He responds to the video in a post of his own claiming that while women are harassed in gyms and it needs to stop, Jessica was not one of them. There was a big difference between staring at somebody and simply looking or glancing at them. He said, why did this man look at you? Well, you're in front of him, a little off to the side. You're in his peripheral. You're also taking a video with your camera pointed directly at him and you're talking to yourself. He's probably watching you wondering, what is she doing? I know I would. He continues, when it came to their, excuse me, when it came to the man offering to help Jessica with her weights, Joey called it an act of kindness and slammed her for turning him into a creep over it. Any experienced lifter out there knows that when you have a barbell on the ground, if you're doing hip thrusts or deadlifts, it's very difficult to put the plates on, he continued. He sees that you struggled being an experienced lifter and he comes over, and, and, excuse me, he sees that you struggled and him being an experienced lifter and he comes over to try and help you because that's what kind people do. That is not misogynistic. Well, you see, that's the problem, Joey. In their world, that is, because women have equality. Therefore, women can do anything a man can do until it comes to physicality, and then you get the brake speed off of you. And then suddenly yeah. it's not equality. Now it's like, oh, but I'm a woman. So you don't get it both ways, bitch. Rack your own fucking weights, cunt. Yep. Any experienced lifter out there knows when you have a barbell in there, blah, 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 blah. Okay, this is not misogynistic. I've been in the gym for 20 years. I can tell you how many times I've helped men and women load plates, take plates off, put weights back. It has nothing to do with gender. Yeah, yeah it kind of does. Now, it's different. Like, for men in squat, you're helping men put, like, weights on the, you put the 45s on the squat bar. Yeah, that's different. But, and that's just to help them with speed. But for some women, I guess I, no, I, could, I guess I could see that because you can do it for either or. But there are there would be some women to where it's like if they're dealing with, number one, I'll put it this way. If I see a woman that's putting up, putting up a lot of weight, she clearly doesn't need my help. And I'm also not going to approach anybody unless they specifically ask for help. Yeah. Or if I see the midlift and they're struggling, I'm going to run over there and help them. Yes, that's gym etiquette. If you see, and that's why you never max alone. You never max alone. You always have some a spotter. But if I see somebody stupid enough to do that, and it's a woman or a man, it doesn't matter, and I see them struggling, you're going to run over there. But this type of woman, if you saw her struggling on, say, for example, flat bench, and she can't fucking get it up, and you don't want her to crush her sternum and her windpipe, you're going to run over there. And she would turn around and accuse you of being a misogynistic by, by saying, like, oh, female can't lift weights. Like, I'm not saying that. But in that exact moment, the weight was kicking your ass. Yeah. I've seen people like that in the gym no, where it looks like they're, and they're good people. And I, yeah. yeah. They're great. That, you I, I kept an eye on somebody when yeah. they're doing a heavy weight. Just that's looking out for your gym, bro. That's right. how it should be. Yes. That's a great community to have if you have that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's not like unheard of. So, no. But yeah, it sounds like she's just a She's looking asshole. for attention to get to her only like fans. she's a real asshole. When you have a barbell on the ground, if you're doing hip thrust, okay, okay. Uh, help women, it's not about gender. Uh, he continues, uh, you need to help people because it's a kind to do. It's a very sad that you look at an act of kindness. You took an act of kindness, this man doing something for you, being kind, and turned him into a creep at the gym talking about how you want to rip his reproductive organ off and that natural selection should take him out. Really? Try to make yourself a victim, which you're not, or trying to make yourself a victim, which you're not. Uh, there are women harassed in gyms. You're not one of them. 
uh, Joey's reaction to Jessica video got more than 59 million views, and many people replied with their own thoughts on the matter. Some agree with Joey, claiming that the man was falsely judged, while others were on Jessica's side, calling him creepy. Agree, being kind nowadays is taken wrong by many young girls in the gym. Maybe it's because of social media, one person wrote. It's 100% because of social media and the feminists. Yeah. I know from experience there are creeps about at the gym, but let's not make every guy feel that way. It's just being nice. That's Kendra Lust. She's a porn star. She's the... <laughs> I just realized... She's a fucking porn star. Even she's saying that. You got Ricky Barsdale says, I believe it's a social media thing. A person puts up a video like this, and then the domino effect happens where others automatically assume they're being stalked or harassed. Then it becomes who can chase the clout more with these types of videos. This is exactly what the Jaina types do. Yeah. This is exactly what they do. Yep. I feel bad for the guy. He literally tried to help her, and her only goal was to make him look like a predator. Weird how she's okay with thousands of people staring at her do glute exercises online, but a guy glances a few times in a public gym is traumatizing. Seems like a fake stunt for clout, and I respect it. He is 100% on the money. Yeah, You're streaming to Twitch, where people are literally watching you do it, but the difference is, and here's where it gets so good, folks. The people on Twitch, they're paying to watch her do it. That's all it's really about. That's yeah. why feminism is a fucking lie. It's a fucking lie. Because you got these opportunistic pieces of shit, these little sluts out there, these little e-sluts. You're selling your body. You're a prostitute. That's all there, that's all there is to it. She's cre- trying to create content. Trying to create content. Yeah. Trying to create controversy, which will create content, which will lead again, ultimately, to her OnlyFans. Like- because she knows, she knows, that's guys being guys. You see a hot woman's like, oh, I wonder what her boobies look like. And what do they do? First thing they look for, does she have an OnlyFans? Because why do women know that? Because in their comment or in their freaking things, half the time, I'll see it. I'll see it. And it says, yes, I have that link. It's in my bio. It's like, you crafty little fucker. It's like uh, micro real housewives. You know there what I mean? Go. Yeah. Where they yeah. Uh, create their own mm-hmm. controversies. Every When I used to use the dating apps, stuff like that, a lot of these women would include their fucking stuff on there. And I'd see that. Yes, I have the link. And I'm like, and then I finally realized, oh, it's about OnlyFans. Like, I would never go on a date with her. I'm No, absolutely not. Like, why would I ever want to be with somebody that's, that sells herself? I just, I could never wrap my head around And no. Now, if the past you didn't, you regret doing it, fair enough. But if somebody's currently got an OnlyFans, hell fucking no. What if no she was way. already a porn star? No, not going to happen. That's just what she did for a living. Don't care. She left it at work. You don't leave that at work. That takes psycholog- that, that takes a toll on you psychologically and physically. No. She had busted up meat flaps. She's about loose. It's a fun. Absolutely not. I don't know. Jenna Jameson seems like she's uh, doing all right. I guess. Have you? Okay. We're just going to leave that. I know. I know Jenna. So I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> she's going through a lot. <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, she's, she's turned it around. I, yeah, I hope she does. I really hope she does. Um, MSNBC's Johnson House GOP is a terrorist organization. McCarthy has no love for this country. I'm not even going to read this article. This is just stupid. This type of rhetoric should be condemned by all sides. To say the DNC is also not a terrorist organization. Like, I would never say they're not a terrorist organ. They're a bunch of slimery fucking snakes. But this is why when you use these words, they're taken out of context. They're not used correctly, and it just loses all value. Hence, calling somebody a racist. Like, if anybody calls me a racist now, it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. You must be a Democrat. <laughs> exactly. Consider the source and all these accusations. But when you see stuff like this, it's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And here's why, folks. This gets ratings. This gets ratings. This gets a headline. This gets people talking. 
makes people hate the opposing side. Guess what? If like if you really want to take a very effective stance, Republicans should never respond to stuff like this. Be like, okay, and it just it takes the zing out of it. It's like, yeah, well, you're a racist. Like, okay, well, so you admit it? No, but okay. Well, so basically, it's like they're trying to land a hit, and it just glances off, and that's like a verbal hit, and it won't land. That's all you have to do. Okay. I love doing that. It's so much fun. And last, but most certainly not least, Nancy Pelosi has been... (laughs) This is fucking real. The lengths that these people will go to to try and push a narrative and have like these cosmetic things happen to support the narrative... It's impressive. It's very impressive. Have you have you seen this before? I thought you were going to talk about her exercising her house. Yes, that's what is I'm that, talking is that about. What it is? Nancy Pelosi had priests come for an exorcism of the house following the husband's attack. Uh, well, number one, <laughs> you see all these ghost hammers <laughs> come out the door. <laughs> Hundreds of ghost hammers. <laughs> My first question is: In order for exorcism to happen, there had to be a demon let in. We're getting to a little bit of theology. In order for a, an, uh, an evil to exist in the home, it has to be welcomed in. So my question is: How did it get in there, Pelosi? Uh, Paul's butt. <laughs> <laughs> he smuggled. I was it just in. walking through the door and I had a gay guy's dick in my butt. I don't know how he got in here. It just magically <laughs> happened. Your husband is homosexual. And it probably came time to pay the fucking prostitute and he took a hammer to that ass. Oh, God. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So you had your house exercised. So what brought the demon in, Nancy? Oh Maybe it's because you're the fucking demon. I thought that was funny, though. I was like, good Lord. Because <laughs> you know, you know, Biden, the these are not devout Catholics. These are not, I'm not even a Catholic. I don't even believe in Catholicism. But even them, I was like, you're not even a devout Catholic. And I love how Kamala is getting into this now because she just tweeted out. She says, uh, you can basically say that you believe a woman should have a right to choose about abortion and not abandon your faith. It's like, mm, no, you can't. It's like if Christianity says no and Islam says no and Judaism says no and all these other religions, for the most part, by and large, say no then yes, you have to abandon your faith because you clearly are yeah. sinning. Like, what the fuck are you on about? So now you have these wolves in sheep's clothing trying to convince you, the listener and the viewer, that it's perfectly okay to not abide by what your religious text says. Instead, go with what culture says. Go with what man says. And right there should tell you you're probably already on the wrong foot because you don't go by what man says. You go by what God says. That's what you adhere to. And no, God does not change his mind. That's just the way it goes. So if the Pope, the representative of God on earth, because here's the deal. If God changes his mind, then he's not a perfect God. He's got to get it right the first time. So if the Pope, the representative of God on earth says, oh, we're going to change the, uh, we're going to change the abortion thing. He's, he's an Italian Pope, whatever. I know he's Argentina this time, but uh, he says, oh, we're going to change the abortion thing. So then you're saying that you got it wrong. Then you're not perfect. Therefore, you're not a representative of God on earth. Okay. Fair enough. I don't understand these people. I don't, I really don't get it, but. That's just the way it goes. Well, folks, that does it for today's episode. Hey, we appreciate your love and support. You want to support the show, go over to Locals, drop a sub, or you can do it on the website, allamericansavageshow.com. You can support us over there. If you want to receive notifications when the show goes live, go to allamericansavageshow.com and opt in. It's just that easy. We got some great merchandise over there that you can go check out if you want to support the show. Again, allamericansavageshow.com. Don't forget to follow me on John Burke 1984 on Instagram and just John Burke on Facebook. Got anything to add, my man? Yeah, make sure you take advantage of the uh, 
monthly offer of the iPhone 14. Mm -hmm. Barely got that out. Yeah. We're giving away a brand new iPhone 14 to the end of this month. Anybody that spends $50 or more on our company at shellshockcbd.com, you're on MacMander to win. We've got a brand new iPhone 14. It's already here. We've got it. It's in the box. Brand new. No, it's not refurbished. Brand new straight from the factory. It's still got child sweat all over it. That's how great it is, folks. Mm -hmm. Mint condition. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Anyway, sign up at shellshockcbd.com by purchasing $50 or more. That's literally it. We can track it from the back end. Until tomorrow, folks. You can download this episode on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Rumble, uh, uh, wherever uh, podcasts are downloaded. It's just that simple. And, oh, by the way, yesterday we just hit 500,000 downloads. Now, realistically, we hit that a long time ago, but we transitioned the hosting server from SoundCloud to Podbean, so it started all over. But that's pretty cool still, though. We have it over half a million downloads. Very cool. Thank you guys so much for your love and support and for sharing and telling your friends about the show. Until tomorrow, folks, you stay savage, America.